And with penny stocks, like I can make a thousand, two thousand dollars here or there. And like I said, I've made five million, but I make much more from teaching. And I'm not ashamed of that because there's so many scammers in the you know teaching world, like they're selling snake oil. They're like, I know how to spot the true value of a company, or I know Forex, and almost all of it is BS. We're all about turning a crappy situation into something positive. A quarter million dollars of credit card I debt. I still remember the day when no one turned up. Throw it in the garbage and start from scratch. I could give myself a chance, so I started something. I mean, I think that counts as from poop to gold. <laughs> our sponsor for this episode is our 14-day video script challenge. Yes, we are sponsoring our own show. Yes, we are. <laughs> Welcome back to From Poop to Gold. I'm Benton Crane, your co-host and the CEO of Harmon Brothers. Today on the show, I have a guest that I'm quite excited about. I have with me Timothy Sykes. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. One of the reasons I'm excited about having Tim on the show, we've never had a trader on our show before. So we're, uh, um, you know, we have an audience that's uh, largely entrepreneurs, uh, marketers. Um, we've got quite a few uh, filmmakers uh, kind of spattered in there. Um, but trading is a field that, uh, that we've never touched on. But the reason I'm excited about it is because it's a field that's very, very fascinating to me. Um, so before I, um, before I kind of dive in asking Tim several questions, I want to give just a quick background on my experience or lack thereof uh, with, with trading. So um, early in my career, I was kind of taught that old, uh, you know, mantra of very few traders ever beat the market. So, you know, why try? It's, you know, it's a loser's game or whatever. And, um, and so instead, I just kind of always took the approach of invest in something that I believe is going to go up long term, just put it in there and leave it for, you know, years and years. And, um, and for the most part, you know, that that's treated me well. But last fall, I was I was writing some opinion pieces on Tesla. Um, I had kind of formed some opinions about Tesla. And I realized as I was writing them, that I wasn't putting my money where my mouth was, you know, I was saying kind of these, you know, these big statements about, you know, what I saw happening at, at, at Tesla, but I wasn't putting my money where my mouth was. And so I decided, okay, I'm going to put some money into Tesla. Um, and you know, being the, you know, the chicken that I am, it, um, I didn't go in huge. So I, I put $5,000 into, into Tesla last fall and, and then Tesla spiked up and I was like, cool. So I sold and then the pandemic happened, you know, a couple of months ago and I kept seeing all of these opportunities. And so I was like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, make a couple more trades here and a couple more there. And, um, and so I don't know, I'm eight months into my trading experience or whatever, and I've been able to turn that $5,000 into, I don't know, like 22 or something like that, um, which has been really cool. But I'm also looking at it and I'm like, I don't really have a system here. Some amount of this has, has got to be just dumb luck that, that has happened to me. And so as I've been thinking more about this, I'm excited to talk to you, Tim, because I know you have built systems and disciplines around it to where you can, you know, you can never eliminate all the luck, I imagine, but you, you can probably eliminate a ton of that. So that's my background. Um, I want you to, um, to now kind of tear me apart and tell me, you know, what I'm doing you know, how I should be thinking about this. No, I mean, you're not far from it. Like you're, you became a trader based on opportunity. And that's the way that I look at it. You know, I started with 12 grand in my bar mitzvah money. I invested, 
Um, I thought that my account was going to like do well, but I'm not a patient type. So after a few months, my 12K was still 12K. This was, you know, 20 years ago. And I was like, this is ridiculous. So I gravitated towards lower price stocks because they were moving. Um, I didn't care about the fundamentals or investing. I just wanted my account to grow. I'm Jewish. I'm a greedy Jewish person. So um, I, you know, turned the 12 grand into over a hundred grand senior year of high school, uh, nearly a million freshman year in college, just trading whatever's hot. Um, not realizing, you know, my risks. I was like going all in. Um, I would have some big gains, some big losses. Lately, you know, in the past few years, I've learned rule number one is cut losses quickly. Um, the way that I trade now is I don't just jump at everything. I'm not just clicking all the time. Um, I actually think of myself as a retired trader. And even though I'm trading literally every day, um, that mindset helps me stay patient. And I say, okay, I don't need to trade. Even if I'm doing like a live trading class, I'm like, I don't need to trade unless an opportunity presents itself. So it's not easy to be patient when you have like, you know, people watching you trying to learn. But like you said with Tesla, you know, you thought it would go up long term. I mean, the thing tripled into the past few months and then it went down all the way back down to the 300. So mm -hmm. you had that volatility. So it kind of forced you to become a trader. You didn't want to trade, but you saw, okay, I believe in Tesla went up a lot. You're like, I have to take these profits. I mean, this is crazy. Yep. Then it comes down and you're like, oh, it's another opportunity. So the market gave you those opportunities. You took advantage of them. You're on the, exactly the right track and you're not always going to have that much volatility. Like, you know, Tesla's spike was probably long overdue. It was also a little bit of a short squeeze. Um, recognizing like what moves stocks up and down. It's not just because Tesla is a great company. Like there are a lot of people who are betting against it. And when the shorts bet against the stock, and it keeps going higher, it's called the short squeeze. All the shorts have to cover their shorts, meaning it goes even higher. So the 900s, you can say, was a short squeeze. Then the coronavirus happened. No one needs a new car. This is a once in you know a century phenomenon. So now the thing collapses. Then you have a great opportunity again. Now it bounces back to its highs. So you're just taking advantage of volatility, and that's what trading is all about. Tesla is a prime example. That's awesome. So talk to me about kind of this, this retirement mentality. So I, I understand that, you know, you're in lockdown right now, so, you, so you're not traveling the world, but normally you're focusing your life on um, education and, um, and helping through charities, right? And, and so in that regard, trading kind of is just a fuel for everything else to Talk to me about all that. Yeah, it's just a means to an end. Um, I donate all my trading profits these days to charity. Um, I have my own charity foundation. It used to be the Timothy Sykes Foundation, but then I changed the name to Karma Gala. Didn't want uh, it to be about me. You know, too many people do charity like, oh, look at me, look how good I look. And I'm like, no, I want this to actually help the world. Um, so I brought on some photographers, videographers. My partner is uh, Matt Abad. Um, he's a great photographer. We called it Karma Gawa because uh, he's Filipino and karma, you know, good karma. Gawa means to do or to make in the Tagalog language of the Philippines. So we're basically making good karma by donating a lot of money. We've donated roughly $5 million now in three years um, to building schools, helping animals, helping the environment. So I'm focused normally on traveling. Um, I did 32 countries last year. This year obviously will be less. Um, so I, I travel and I go to these you know, different charities to visit. Uh, we make documentaries too for your filmmakers out there. We've done two documentaries, one on saving the rhino, one on saving the coral reef. Uh, both are on YouTube. You can just type in Timothy Sykes rhino or Timothy Sykes saving coral reefs. Um, 
So I'm focused on charity and that blends in well with my retired mindset as a trader because I only trade when I see a perfect pattern. And for me, um, it's very different than just Tesla with you. Like this morning, the reason why I was late for this interview is I had a perfect pattern, a morning panic pattern, which is my favorite pattern right now. Um, and it's caused by a, a lot of different things, but I look for multi-day runners, like stocks that are up two, three, five, seven, ten 10 days in a row. Um, a lot of these low price stocks and they, you know, this company, uh, the ticker is TLSS. It went from basically a penny up to nine cents in the past week. And I wasn't chasing because again, I'm not trying to trade and that's a big move. You know, it's basically like Tesla going from hundred to 900. Mm. But this morning, literally two hours ago, it came down in about 15 minutes from nine cents to five cents. Um, and again, these are penny stocks, the whole world hates on them, but you have this massive volatility created by the stock was up too much. Uh, people use stop losses, which is, you know, if a stock is going down, you can put in a computer order that theoretically gets you out at a certain price when it triggers. Unfortunately, with penny stocks, the stocks move so quickly, you can put your stop loss, it doesn't matter. It just creates a computer like tidal wave of sell orders that creates more panic. So when the stock drops from basically nine cents to five cents in a 10, 15 minutes, not because they had any bad news, but because of stock market inefficiencies, because it was overextended, that takes me out of retirement. I bought the stock at five cents. I sold it at six cents. I made like two grand. It's now at seven and a half cents. So it doesn't seem like a lot, you know, five cents, nine cents. But if you look at the percentage drops, when a stock drops 40% in 10 minutes due to stock market inefficiencies, I am there to dip by it. And then it comes back. And it's, I mean, nothing works 100% of the time, but this, this is pretty reliable because people have been waiting to buy this stock on a dip. You just have to be prepared. And most people with penny stocks, they're not meticulous. They invest in the companies based on the story. Um, so I kind of go in there and I'm like a sniper. And I just, you know, I say aim small, miss small, like the sniper mentality. Um, and I take, you know, my thousand, two thousand dollars And, you know, I've made over $5 million now trading, but again, I, it's a thousand, two thousand dollars at a time. So that's my strategy. Got it. So if you're donating all the profits, what do you live off of? So the good question. So I, I teach. Um, so I charge access for my chat room. I charge access uh, for my video lessons and I give a, a live webinars every week. Um, this is what I like to do because I get to basically show people how to do this. Um, you know, you can see my screen and stuff like that. And with penny stocks, like I can make a thousand, two thousand dollars here or there. And like I said, I've made five million, but I make much more from teaching and I'm not ashamed of that because there's so many scammers in the you know teaching world, like they're selling snake oil. They're like, I know how to spot the true value of a company or I know Forex and almost all of it is BS. The reason why I teach is because my strategy is not scalable. I can make a thousand or $2,000, but I cannot make a million or two um, on a strategy like this. And yet I can make a million or two or multiple millions from teaching. So. I donate the trading profits. Um, every trade I make, I try to show as a lesson um, in teaching the process to my students. And now, you know, I have five millionaire students. My top student has turned 1,500 into over 11 million um, in a decade. It takes a while because he's starting small. But at the same time, you know, as you've learned, like you just growing from five grand to 20 grand in a few months, like you can't do that with normal investing. Um, especially, you know, after this 11 year bull market, especially after if you've read uh, a great book called Triumph of the Optimist over the past 100 years, that was the single best century ever 
for investors. So will the next century be that good? Probably not. I think more people have to become traders, not because they necessarily want to be, but because out of necessity to save yourself. You cannot just invest in good companies like you used to. Everyone has already thought of that. So that strategy is very crowded and it doesn't really provide much. Tim, talk to us about, so this podcast is called Poop to Gold, right? So talk to us about your Poop to Gold journey where at some point along your way, you you probably had some major crap moments where where things really got turned upside down. You you know most successful people go through you know these moments where the, they don't want, they don't understand how they're going to get through to the other side. Talk to us about you know that crap moment for you. Yeah, so I haven't always you know been this retired trader or like someone who's been so focused on market inefficiencies. Once upon a time, I believed in companies. Um, I had a $500,000 personal loss in Cygnus e-transactions. They basically invented print-at-home ticketing several years ago. Um, I was right about the technology taking off. I was wrong about the company. They went bankrupt. They had debts. Building the technology cost too much. Interesting thing, the CEO who pushed out, the, the former CEO who I really trusted, um, he actually told me over lunch, like, don't worry, everything's fine. He pushed the company into bankruptcy like a week after he told me everything was going to fine. Never, never listened to corporate management. That's one lesson. But he actually bought the company for himself in bankruptcy, somehow kept all the print at home uh, customers like uh, Universal Studios. And he later sold the company for like 80 or 100 million uh, for stock. And so I was right about the company, actually, but it went bankrupt. So at the time, I was running a hedge fund. This sounds like this guy should be in jail. No, because again, like, you know, if you if you bankrupt the company, like you wipe out all the shareholders, you wipe out all the debt holders, it's a fresh start. Somehow, I don't know the legality of, you know, keeping contracts going like as the ticketing vendor for like, you know, Universal Studios. I mean, I don't know how it works. It doesn't matter. The point is, is that $500,000 personal loss, and I was running a hedge fund, it was a million dollar loss for the hedge fund. We lost like 30%, um, wiped out, you know, basically three years of prior gains for my hedge fund. But when you lose 30% in one year as a hedge fund manager, destroys all your credibility. I was on this TV show called Wall Street Warriors, which was just becoming a hit, right as news of my 30% loss became public. I was already invested in the company for three years. Like I, I couldn't get out even if I wanted to. It was a little company. It was illiquidly traded. Um, and I had no choice. I had no chance whatsoever. But as the TV show was becoming a hit, news of my loss spread and everyone's like, oh, your fame got to your head. And I'm like, I, I was invested in this the whole time. But long story short, I lost 500,000 personally. My hedge fund lost a million. Um, I lost all my credibility. Give, give us give us some context. At, at that point in your life, what, what was the impact of losing $500,000? I mean, it was like roughly half of the money that I had made. Um, but it was, I had never had a big loss before. Like I, you know, I was winning like 80, 90, 95% of the time. And the losses that I had were like 10,000, 20,000, 30,000. I had never had a hundred thousand dollar loss or five, 300,000, let alone a $500,000 loss. Um, and again, it hit at the worst time for me personally, because the TV show was taking off and I was getting all these interviews. Um, and I was like this young trader, um, and it was, it was really interesting how it played out. And so I closed down my hedge fund, not because the investors wanted their money back. I mean, they were basically break even over four years or up 2% per year over four years, which is nothing after the loss. Um, but I saw an opportunity with teaching because I didn't know my own risk levels. I didn't know trading rules. 
And that loss was the best thing that happened to me because it taught me to be more conservative. It taught me, don't believe in corporate management. Don't believe in companies' technology. Um, I had always still made money even after the loss, even while running the hedge fund for a few months, um, making you know, 5,000, 10,000, 2,000 on these small trades that I was good at. But I went for the home run with this big investment and I struck out. So it taught me, don't go for home runs. Now I take singles. So this morning I made around two grand, um, which again is, is nothing on Wall Street standards. But the cool thing is anybody could have done the trade that I did. A lot of my students did. They made 500, 1,000, 2,000. So for the average person making 2,000 in a day, you know, I, I have a saying, I say 2K a day keeps the real job away. And on Wall Street, it's, it's like they look down on two grand. It's, it's two different you know, ways of, of thought. Um, and for me, I teach average people now. So I'm much happier not running a hedge fund, not having to suck up to snobby people, just being real on podcasts. I'm in my boxers right now. Um, you know, it's pretty cool to, to just, just do this the way that I want. That's awesome. So talk to me about the, the two types of, of mentalities. So not really understanding the world of trading, um, you just kind of describe this, you know, this mentality of, you know, aim for 2K per day. What is the mental, what is the typical trader mentality? Yeah, I mean, well, so there's different traders, right? So like stay at home traders, if you can make 500 or 2000 a day, that's fantastic for an average person. But again, on Wall Street, if you're working for a hedge fund, if you're working for a prop firm, you're trading with Goldman Sachs money, you know, they're giving you $100 million to trade with, like you have to perform like 20, 30, 50 grand in a day. So literally, if you work at Goldman Sachs and you make two grand in a day, like you might get fired um, because it's just it, it doesn't move the needle on their overall profits. So it's it's two different worlds and different scales. But this is the beautiful thing. So like I went from like the hedge fund world and I only had a small hedge fund. I had like three million dollars under management at the time. So I was a pipsqueak again because my strategy is not very scalable. Um, so I was trying to make it more scalable. I, I was bumping up on like the ceiling of like what was possible. And now I've just realized like I'm better at trying to make 500, $1,000, $2,000 in a day. And it's not anything terrible like Wall Street elitists and snobs make it out to be. If you can make $1,000 a day sitting at home in your boxers, that's a good day. And you know, yeah, like that's we life, that's life changing for a lot of people, right? Ex exactly. So I I see the the disconnect between Wall Street and Main Street, and I try to just get in the center and teach about it. And it's you know a lot of if you ask around on Wall Street, like they'll be like, "Screw Tim Sykes, like he makes pennies." And for me, like yeah, I I love the hate. Please hate on me. Um, my first hater, actually, Michael Good wrote a blog post that said Timothy Sykes is full of BS. And he listed like 10 reasons. The blog post is still online um, on how like I was like a snake oil salesman, like selling DVDs now um, and teaching like, oh, it's such a joke. I responded to him in the comments. We went back and forth. He became uh, a student. He's actually now a moderator of my chat and he's made $2 million. So if you can turn your haters into millionaires, you can do anything. That said, it's not easy to make a million dollars. I don't want anyone to think like, oh, just get into trading penny stocks and you're going to make millions. 90% of traders lose. Um, and like you said, you know, you've been taught to invest in good companies. That works for the majority of people who don't want to put in a lot of time. But the way that I trade, if you do put in time, you can see the nuances, you can see the marketing inefficiencies, like with TLSS this morning, where it shouldn't have been down, you know, 30, 40% in a few minutes. But because of the stop losses, because of how overextended it was, that opened up opportunity. So 
you get to choose your strategy um, and you basically choose your income level. Um, and, and it's a good thing. And, and now, you know, as we've said before this interview started, just talking, you know, the coronavirus, everyone's home. Everybody wants to learn how to, you know, try to make money from home. So my business has boomed. I've doubled the number of students in the past two months. Um, I've already made double nearly of what I made last year in trading profits because there's so many stocks moving. So I just take it one opportunity at a time. But I do look forward to traveling again and getting back to charity, you know, probably next year. This year is kind of shot. It's, it's scary to be a traveler. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, for our listeners, maybe there's somebody out there who, you know, maybe this hasn't really been on their radar, but they'd love to just kind of dip their toe in the water and and kind of experiment with it. What do you recommend for people like that? Yeah, um, I mean, I have 3,000 blog posts on timothysykes.com. If you look for Timothy Sykes on YouTube, I've got 1,400 free videos. I would say, you know, no matter how rich you want to be and like choose your income level, like again, most traders lose. Most of these penny stocks fail. So you can't invest in a penny stock. Like that, that's a big thing. Like you're investing in Tesla, which is arguably, you know, the most innovative, one of the best companies in the world. That's good to trade that volatility. All of these penny stocks that I trade, they're all going to fail. 99.9% of them. So it's like knowing the end of a book or the end of a movie, like, you know, it's going to fail, but at the same time, it can be volatile in the meantime. So if you want to just be patient and passive invest, then Tesla is probably good. If you want to go, you know, in and out of the volatility where you make two grand in a day, and then, you know, I have no positions right now. That's why we're doing this interview. Otherwise, I'd be watching these, these quotes. Like, I see the stocks moving on my screen, but I'm not in any of them. Um, you have to choose. But just, I would say, expect the worst out of every company. Don't listen to company management, whether it is Tesla or a penny stock. I don't know if you know this, but like the day before Bear Stearns failed several years ago, the CEO or CFO went on CNBC and they asked like, how's Bear Stearns doing? And they said, oh, everything's fine. The next day they're bankrupt. So companies are never going to be honest. Their, their management are all cheerleaders. Although I would say Tesla, you know, Elon Musk is just crazy and blunt. Like he just tweeted the other day, like, I think Tesla is overvalued. And no one has ever said that. And, right. you know, and the stock keeps going up. Like they don't even care. Like he said, he said that when the stock was at 750, now it's at 810. Um, it's kind of funny, but it's aside from Elon Musk, management uniformly are just cheerleaders of the stock. So you can't believe them. Like even if they're, even if they're wired and they're under FBI investigation, you say, Hey, how are you doing? Everything's fine. Everything's fine. And they're just lying. So be cynical. Um, you know, expect the worst. I know it's a sad way to think, but in finance, it, you know, it keeps you safe and you'll, you'll never be disappointed if you expect the worst all the time. Awesome. Okay. Final question for you, Tim, uh, regardless of, of whether or not somebody, you know, decides to be a trader or not, what, what's your advice on, um, architecting your life to, to be, you know, true to the life that you want to live? Yeah, good question. Um, it's not just about money. A lot of people think like, I'll be so happy if I'm rich. I know a lot of millionaires. I even know a few billionaires who are really unhappy because it becomes a prison. I gave a TEDx talk, which bombed all about how I'll never be a billionaire because I'm always going to donate too much to charity. And the whole audience was confused. Everyone who's ever seen the video is confused. And I'm just like, I found what makes me happy. Having a few million in my account from teaching, donating a few million uh, from trading, traveling most of the time, except for when there's a global pandemic. 
um, you know, working with these communities, making, you know, uh, documentaries, I found my happiness. I love teaching. I love traveling. It's not just about money. I could make much more if I said, okay, no more charity, no more traveling, uh, penny stocks. Okay. Let me, instead of trading one penny stock at a time, let me like get an office in New Jersey or New York, get a team of like 30 people. And we can probably make like a million or two a day trading a bunch of penny stocks. Um, and it would add up to like 300 million over the course of the year. Take my 20%, 60 million minus expenses, probably 40, 50 million in my pocket. But I'd be a slave. I'd have to be in New York all the time. Um, it's, it wouldn't be guaranteed at all. I'd rather make a few million from teaching while living the dream life. So most people, if you ask them, would you rather make, you know, a few million from teaching and helping people, or would you like to make, you know, 40, 50 million and help yourself? Almost everybody would probably say 40 to 50 million. I would encourage people to look uh, and think a little differently and think about what's involved in making 40 or 50 million. Or if you can be real, you can travel, you can work from your boxers, you can say whatever you want. If I was in the Wall Street system, I wouldn't be able to say what I wanted because I would have all these investors, I would have all these bosses. I work for myself. So for me, freedom is worth more than money. But other people might have different answers and you have to choose. Love it. Thanks for coming on the on the show, Tim. It's It's been a pleasure to get to know you. Um, where can our listeners uh, stay up to speed with what you have going on? What, what's the platform that you're most active on? Yeah, um, I mean, Timothy Sykes is on Twitter, uh, Instagram, um, Facebook, YouTube, all of those. I only have one social media, by the way. There's a lot of imposters these days. It's annoying. I don't know why anybody would think I would be like Timothy7564. And like they DM people and they say, this is my other account. And they're pitching some Bitcoin scams. And I'm just like, no, I, it's, it's all Timothy Sykes. We have the little verified badge. Um, but also Google is Timothy Sykes a scam. That's always a, a fun read of all the conspiracy theories because some people think I'm just full of BS. And the interesting thing is I just am blatantly honest about it all. And some people can't believe it. So it's cool. To, to the point where you put every trade publicly online, if I understand correctly. Every trade is public. You can see my income tax returns. You can see my audits. You can see my biggest losses. My, you know, when I do video lessons on my biggest losses, those are my most popular lessons. So a lot of traders hide their losses. They're embarrassed. It makes them look bad. I'm like, yo, here's my loss. Here's 17 lessons from what I did wrong. And people love it. So again, that, that comes down to being able to be real, being able to be truthful and recognizing what's most helpful as a student. Like I don't succeed if I just make money and all my students lose money. I want my students to do better than me. And I'm very proud that my top student has made more than double uh, than what I have in half the time. And it's because he's utilized all my lessons, DVDs, webinars, and now he actually helps me coach. So I'm also crowdsourcing for more employees to help. All my top students help me mentor. I used to give five live webinars a week on Friday, I would lose my voice every week. Now I give like one or two live webinars and my students give uh, one or two live webinars. So it's good. Gotcha. Awesome. Well, for our listeners, make sure to like, share and subscribe. And of course, if you want to learn more about Harmon Brothers and our creative culture, check out the book From Poop to Gold and make sure to follow Timothy Sykes. Thanks for coming on the show, Tim. And we'll see you on the next one. As entrepreneurs and small businesses, we all kind of reach that point where we know we've created something awesome and we want to share it with the world, right? Mm -hmm. And it's that very next step that can oftentimes be really intimidating or really scary or you just don't know where to go next, right? 
And the beautiful thing about this 14-day script challenge is you get your hand held from, okay, you have this cool product, now let's go research and find the exact way to present it and message it to the world in a way that resonates and gets people excited and they're ready to swipe their credit card and purchase. And in the 14-day script challenge, you get the opportunity to go through that step-by-step with our writers who have done it dozens and dozens of times. You actually watch us go through each of the steps ourselves and create it with a real client, a real product, and um, it's a real campaign that's out there that's been very successful. That's right. And the feedback that we've had on this thing has just been phenomenal. I mean, we get comment after comment and emails flowing in from people all over the world who have just uh, raved about the impact that this has had on their business. People tell us over and over again, it is just a huge value punch for the investment for this 14-day script challenge and, and really gave them the tool set they needed to walk through it and make it happen. And we've had dozens of students who have successfully taken the challenge, written their script, launched their ad campaigns, and driven success for their business. It's pretty amazing. For more information, go to hbros.co slash script. That's hbros.co slash script.